No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. What we do in the bedroom doesn't affect anyone but ourselves, right? Not so. While God created safe sex, there are many practices that make sex unsafe. Please be warned, this is for mature audiences only. We hope you'll prayerfully join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Leviticus chapter 18 on Simply the Bible. Today we cover a chapter that, in some ways, I wish were never written. It reveals the levels of degradation that man can stoop to. It shows how something so beautiful can become dirty and ugly. It reveals the sordid underbelly of what people are capable of doing. We have heard much about safe sex, but Leviticus 18 describes what we might call unsafe sex. The fact that God spells it all out shows us that people do these things or else God wouldn't waste his words. I'll warn you that this deals with mature subject matter. So if you're listening with children, you may want to screen this first and play the podcast for them later if you think that they are ready to hear it. Sex is a beautiful expression of love between a husband and a wife. But take it out of that context, and it is sinful and destructive. My father was a bricklayer, and I worked for him as a hod carrier. I would spend my summers loading him up with bricks and making the mortar and so forth, and he would build a fireplace a day. And I loved to burn a real fire with wood in a real fireplace. But take that fire out of the fireplace, and it would become very, very destructive and could burn your house down. And that's the way it is with sex. In its proper place, the place that God designed for it, it's a beautiful thing. But take it out of that context, and it can burn your house down. Now, I realize that such a view is construed by many to be narrow-minded, perhaps even bigoted. Such is the world in which we live today. But we must remember who created sex and who defines its license and its limits. In the chapter before us, God spells it all out in no uncertain terms. When it comes to sin, there really is nothing new under the sun. The things God mentions were practiced by the Egyptians and the Canaanites. God knew that his people would be tempted to follow these practices. But that would mean the disintegration of them as a nation, especially considering that sexual immorality was often associated with idol worship. Temple prostitutes, both male and female, brought their proceeds into the temples of the pagan deities that they served. In addition, sexual promiscuity often led to unwanted pregnancies. The pagan way of dealing with that problem was to sacrifice their children. Therefore, God established his rules to set the right boundaries for sexual relations. When it comes to practicing safe sex, it has little to do with a condom and much to do with the person with whom we engage sexually. We pick it up in Leviticus chapter 18. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, 
I am the Lord your God. According to the doings of the land of Egypt, where you dwelt, you shall not do. And according to the doings of the land of Canaan, where I am bringing you, you shall not do, nor shall you walk in their ordinances. Now, when my children were in school, they knew that part of the deal of growing up in a home of a pastor was that our household ran by a different set of rules than the homes of many of their friends. We had limits on what kind of movies they could watch and what time they had to be home. And as long as they were under our roof, going to church wasn't optional. There were only a few occasions when I heard from one of them that their friends had it easier than they did. Of course, my response was always, I'm not their dad, I'm your dad, and these are my rules. Now, I believe that as a father, the Lord was looking after his children. He knew the kind of perverted sexual practices of the Egyptians and the Canaanites. He did not want his children to be ensnared by them. These were his rules. So he said, I am the Lord your God. In fact, he says that phrase six times in this chapter. These are his credentials. He makes the rules. I like what J. Vernon McGee says about this passage. If you can create a whole universe and you will need a whole planetary system with a sun and a moon and a few stars, then you can make your own Ten Commandments. But as long as you are living under God's world, breathing His air, using His sunshine, drinking His water, walking on His earth, and not even paying rent for it, you had better obey His commandments. Now, these rules that God gives are really about taking the commandment not to commit adultery and spelling it all out. Verse 4, You shall observe my judgments and keep my ordinances to walk in them. I am the Lord your God. You shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, which if a man does, he shall live by them. I am the Lord. Now, here's the deal. God is not some kind of cosmic killjoy. Because he is the creator of life, he knows what it takes to keep on living. The one who keeps his rules will live by them. But the natural consequences of sin is death. And death is separation. Physical death is when the spirit separates from the body. Spiritual death is when we are separated from fellowship with God. Relational death is when sin separates us from another person. If we don't want to die relationally, spiritually, or physically, then we must keep God's commandments. He really does know how we operate and what is best for us. And he will withhold no good thing from us. Now we get into the nitty-gritty of unsafe sexual practices. As gross as many of these things sound to us, keep in mind that they were the practices of the Egyptians and the Canaanites. Verse 6, None of you shall approach anyone who is near of kin to him to uncover his nakedness. I am the Lord. The nakedness of your father or the nakedness of your mother you shall not uncover. She is your mother. You shall not uncover her nakedness. The nakedness of your father's wife you shall not uncover. It is your father's nakedness. God begins by dealing with incest. Now, it is interesting to me that everything we cover today is really from the perspective of the man. God is giving rules to the man here. 
Tomorrow, we will cover one commandment that's directed toward women. God deals with sexual sin with the euphemism, uncover his nakedness, or uncover her nakedness. The idea is that through sexual sin, one exposes the most intimate part of another. But I also think it has much to say to us regarding a pandemic problem in our culture, namely pornography. I'm ashamed to say that I know something about this. When I was in junior high school, my best friend introduced me to pornography. Now, those were the days when you hid it underneath your mattress. But I found its attraction irresistible. Of course, it is all about what we see with our eyes. It is about uncovering the nakedness of another. And that, at least for a guy, is where sexual immorality begins. Therefore, God's instructions through Moses are very relevant to our culture today because it begins with what we do with our eyes. Now, this first instruction is enough to make most anybody gag. I mean, who in his right mind would want to uncover the nakedness of his father, mother, or stepmother? And by the way, if he uncovered the nakedness of his stepmother, then God says you are uncovering your father's nakedness because she was reserved for your father. And by exposing her, you were exposing him. Now, as gross as this seems to us, we see that the problem existed in the Corinthian church. A man had his father's wife. And Paul wrote to them saying that even the Gentiles had a problem with this one. Verse 9, the nakedness of your sister, the daughter of your father, or the daughter of your mother, whether born at home or elsewhere, their nakedness you shall not uncover. The nakedness of your son's daughter or your daughter's daughter, their nakedness you shall not uncover, for theirs is your own nakedness. The nakedness of your father's wife's daughter, begotten by your father, she is your sister, you shall not uncover her nakedness. In these prohibitions, we begin to see the tragedy in our own day of boys and girls who have been sexually molested by their siblings. Who can estimate the devastation that occurs emotionally, sexually, and spiritually by this kind of abuse? And yet it is common in the world we live. I have counseled people who are still dealing with the effects of this late into their adulthood. This gives us some understanding why God put it on the taboo list. He also mentions a grandfather uncovering the nakedness of his granddaughter. We know this today as pedophilia. As a grandfather myself, this is utterly unthinkable to me. But I know that it is a grave problem in our world today. And countless children have been permanently damaged by such practices. I think they would be beyond hope if I didn't believe in the power of the gospel to restore lives and transform them by the grace of God. Verse 12, you shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's sister. She is near of kin to your father. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your mother's sister, for she is near of kin to your mother. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your father's brother. You shall not approach his wife. She is your aunt. Sexual relations with one's aunt were forbidden. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your daughter-in-law. She is your son's wife. You shall not uncover her nakedness. 
You shall not uncover the nakedness of your brother's wife. It is your brother's nakedness. The only exception to having relations with your brother's wife was if your brother died. The Leverate marriage law stated that if your brother died before he had children, you were to take his wife and bear children by her to carry on your brother's name. You shall not uncover the nakedness of a woman and her daughter, nor shall you take her son's daughter or her daughter's daughter to uncover her nakedness. They are near of kin to her. It is wickedness. Now, this wasn't technically having sexual relations with a family member, but it was what we might call too close for comfort. In this case, you weren't to have relations with a woman and her daughter or her granddaughter. Nor shall you take a woman as a rival to her sister to uncover her nakedness while the other is alive. You'll recall that Jacob did this through no real choice of his own. His uncle Laban deceived him and it brought much strife into his home as his two sister wives competed for his love and for bearing the most sons. I would imagine that Jacob spent many nights working overtime out in the field rather than coming home to a contentious household. In all these things, the rule of thumb is, listen to God and his word and don't be conformed to this world and its practices. If you keep the Lord's commandments and his ways, you will live by them. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. at the Pepperidge Elementary School in Boise. To listen to any of Pastor Darrell's teachings or to find out more about the church, you can go to their website at calvarytv.org. You can also text us at 208-314-3377 with your questions or comments. We'd love to hear from you. That's 208-314-3377. Tomorrow, we will continue the study on unsafe sex. We will get specific about practices that are accepted in our culture, but prohibited by God. We hope you'll join us tomorrow as we continue our study of Leviticus on Simply the Bible.